uh, from day one, it was probably destined that I would do something that had to do with the entertainment industry. Um, and really that opportunity and that um, vision that I had since I was like young really came to fruition when I moved uh, to Atlanta. Just seeing them do what they love to do, uh, I think that kind of also told me like, yeah, I can do this. Hey everybody, welcome to another LTS podcast, the podcast where I talk to you about my online business and my journey to becoming an entrepreneur while at the same time speaking with other entrepreneurs, YouTubers, content creators, just people in general that are creating awesome things and trying to get their feedback on my business, giving you advice on yours if you're either starting up or you're in the process already and you just want to get a, another uh, point of view, then this is the podcast for you. And today's uh, guest that I have on the podcast is no different from anybody else that I've had. If you listen to the other one that I did with Justin, uh, then you you obviously know what we're all about. And today I have William, or can I call you Will the Thrill? Will the Thrill? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, if you if you don't know who William is or Will, uh, he has a YouTube channel. He's an entrepreneur as well, and uh, we met. Uh, uh, like much like Justin's story, we met through Facebook uh, on a Facebook group, and we just sort of just started hitting it off, chit chatting, uh, you know, sort of supporting each other, and that's what it's all about with this community. And this is what I want to uh, grow, uh, you know, a, a community of people uh, that are like-minded and that want to help each other out. So without further ado, I'm going to shut up and I'm going to introduce uh, Weba or Will the Thrill. <laughs> I love that. I yeah. got to call you that. I'm just saying because shout outs to Fresh Prince of Bel Air, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, but Will, thank you, thank you. Can I call you Will first of all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, perfect. Well, th thank you for being on the podcast, man. I really appreciate giving you some of your, uh, giving me some of your time. Oh, no worries, man. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, just just to begin with. Tell tell us, uh, you know, how, where where you where you come from and and where you grew right. up. Right. So uh, originally. Um, I was born in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, so um, uh, instantaneously I was a fan of like college basketball because Kentucky were all about basketball because that's like the the prime thing um, about the state, um, other than it you know just being about like horse racing and just boring. So <laughs> I believe I came like from a very boring state, uh, but since I was young and when I was born in Kentucky, I gravitated towards. Uh, movies and just entertainment in general uh from the beginning like as far as i can remember like um you know i have like pictures like in my drawer of me just like uh watching movies always having a microphone um so uh from day one it was probably destined that i would do something that had to do with the entertainment industry um and really that opportunity and that um vision that I had since I was like young really came to fruition when I moved uh, to Atlanta when I was like 13 or 14. So uh, even though I was born in Kentucky, this is still like my home. It's like it's like tied in my eyes, because without Georgia, uh, I wouldn't have really been able to chase. I don't think like my dream as hard as I have. 
or become like an entrepreneur because everything in Kentucky, it seems very like it's set, like the format of what you have to do, like within life. Like, you know, uh, you go to high school, you go to college, you get a job, get your 401k, you retire from that job and that's it. Uh, so, uh, when I moved to Atlanta, um, I went to high school at this place called Johns Creek High School, and it was uh, a very uh, versatile school. People of all different backgrounds went there, um, and I was friends with kind of everyone. I wasn't, um, I wouldn't say I was like the popular kid, but I would consider myself a pretty cool kid, like, because I got along with, you know, the people that were into robotics, uh, the software engineers, uh, the app and web designers, um, and then like the basketball stars, the football stars and, you know, what we call the jocks. So, uh, you know, I was I was friends with like all sorts of people. And I think just seeing them do what they love to do, uh, I think that kind of also told me like, yeah, I can do this like in a very bizarre way, because I was friends with so many people. And I really I really got to find myself quicker of what I do like and what I don't like. Um, and sometimes I think you have to do that, like within life in general, uh, to really find who you are um, before, you know, diving off into whatever you want to do. Uh, so after high school, I decided not to go to college. Uh, so with not wanting to pay an arm and a leg to get an education, um, I kind of wanted to just teach myself to do what I wanted to do, which was, you know, uh, be a filmmaker and uh, to make movies. And luckily, there's this thing called YouTube University. So um, <laughs> I love it. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I kind of just I just hit the ground running um, by just looking up things on YouTube, you know, tutorials, how to edit in Sony Vegas. That's the first thing I started editing on. Uh, but prior to that, it was like Windows Movie Maker. Uh, I think my first video was like, uh, have you ever heard of like blackpeoplemeet.com? Like, where <laughs> I made like a little funny video where I acted like I had a profile on there and I was looking for someone. So I knew from then, like, this is what I wanted to do. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I just hit the ground running on YouTube, just trying to learn as much as I could. And I thought comedy at first as well. Uh was the route I wanted to go um, because I, you know, I love to make people laugh and, you know, to kind of take them away from the real world or whatever problems they're enduring to escape from it. Uh, until I found out about like vlogging and stuff like I vlogging to me, it was completely unheard of until I like came across uh, Casey. Uh, but the first vlogger I watched, it was actually Dosa Fusi. I don't know if you heard of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was the first vlogger I ever came across. And I was like, wow people vlog about their life and people tune into it like it was it was like i i came across a new world and um you know i still pursued comedy uh for like three or four years after high school um and i wasn't getting the results i wanted because i was relying on too many people to come out with my content instead of just doing it myself um so until I came to that like realization, I was like, you know, I think I can like vlog about what's happening with, within my life because, you know, I am an entrepreneur. I have like, I do apps like full time um, and I just consult uh, with like different companies on their apps and how it can be better from a visual standpoint and how a user experiences um, it. 
So I was like, so that's pretty interesting. But what else can I do to kind of uh, just give people a reason to take time out of their day to watch like my life? Because, you know, it has to be interesting. It has to be something that grabs them to be able to watch it and continue to come back and back and back and back. Uh, so um, from there, I just I really I try to think as much as possible before I started Weba. Um, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Obviously, I wanted to document my life. Uh, so this year, I was just like, well, you know, I have like in Web Up before it became like this vlogging channel. It was like, it was like my like acting slash kind of just full around channel. Um, so you know, the first video like I really made that I would say that started like this YouTube thing uh, was probably like my New Year's resolution of what I wanted to do. Um, like on YouTube um, and just basically explaining like I have to be consistent, just putting that out in the public. So like at the end of the year, I can watch it and be like, wow, I actually I actually went through with what I said on January 1st of this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much me. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely love your story because as you're telling it, I'm looking at you and it's like I'm looking at myself. You took pretty much the same journey I did so like just to give you a bit of my backstory I I also like and it's hard to say because I mean I never really graduated from high school and I never did my I, I never got my diploma that's because uh, you know because I had um, depression like very severe depression and um, wow. I uh, I just couldn't be around people and I know that's not part of your story but it, it, I'm, I'm talking about just giving you a little backstory and getting to that so I mean I still I, I took a, some time off and then I went back to college because my daughter was born and I, I just I didn't want her to think that her dad was a scrub I didn't want her to think that her dad was nothing in life so I went to college unfortunately it was I mean, I graduated from college and it was something that I didn't really want to do. But I mean, at the time I wanted to be a cop. So I went, you know, for, for police foundations and whatever. Obviously, I didn't become a cop because my direction took me somewhere else in my career. But now when I, I and I started a YouTube channel in 2010, so seven wow. years ago. And, and I look back and, and, and when I started watching uh, at 2010, I was looking at, uh, I don't know if you know, Matthew Santoro. Um, yeah, a, a Canadian mega YouTuber, um, and he started around the same time. And I'm just, I, I always kick myself because I'm like, why couldn't I have done stuff? If I knew the the, the things that I know now back then, obviously, I would have been different. But I, I, I was much the same way as you, wanting to entertain people. Uh, I tried a comedy uh, stint because you know when I when I talk with other people, I like to make them laugh. So I kind of you know it's jokingly. But then when you try to do that as a career, uh, you know you try to write down. Jokes jokes the delivery wasn't right and it, you know because i have a ton of backstories about you know I'm, I'm hispanic so you know hispanic oh, yeah. moms like they're really funny and i and i have a lot of stories about my mom but it just really never happened and uh, so that kind of fell through and then i really started focusing on wanting to create content as well like you and, mm -hmm. and then this channel uh m revis 10 it just I have if you go back and you look at some of my stuff it, it's all over the place so I started with just doing stupid stuff um, and then I started thinking you know what I want to I love soccer so I wanted to do like a legend series where I talk about um, soccer players of the past and give like a little snippet uh, and oh. then and then I went to try to copy like Matthew Santoro where he does uh, infotainment 
and I wanted right. to give you like top fives. And I did that, and then you know I stumbled upon Casey Neistat. I think he is like the vlogger that everybody looks up to with his style and and whatnot. And we see it in pretty much everyone else that's vlogging. And then I'm like, yeah, I could probably do that, you know, sometimes and you're right. Sometimes it is a little hard to have some sort of content. That's why I thought of just doing weekend vlogs. And uh, and then here we are. It's it's sort of just starting to uh, that that fruit is starting to blossom or, or flower. I don't know why I said fruit, but <laughs> that, that that flower is starting to blossom. And much like you now, I you know, with your uh, business, I started a business as well. And and um, and it just it, it, things and I enjoy it like it's not like I've been working all day today on designs and the website and stuff like that but I don't think of it as work and I guess that's right. when you find something like that that's your passion and you keep going it, it, it you you just you have to just keep striving towards that so I want to talk to you let's take it back a little bit you said that you started uh, a company with um, uh, reviewing apps and and whatnot how did you get into that uh, so I got into apps like it was really bizarre because um, basically the first app I made because my father works for like Delta Airlines uh, so thank God that makes traveling like a lot easier uh, so uh, I was talking to him um, like when we were flying to Kentucky one time to visit family and you know I was looking at these in-seat monitors and I was like you know it would be really cool instead of flight attendants oh and mind you we were like all the way in the back so it wasn't even like we didn't have enough time to get like served our like drink and snack. Um, so I was telling them, I was like, you know, I, I feel like if there was like an app like within this in seat monitor that would allow like customers to order from the comfort of their seats without like flight attendants having to go around to everyone, um, you know, asking what they would like. I was like, I feel like that would be quicker and like more efficient um, for everyone to get served and a lot quicker because they already know what you want you know, uh, before they even come to you. And of course, you know, that would have to be like synchronized with some type of tablet or phone that the flight attendant would have. Um, so he really liked the idea. So he was like, you know, just go for it, run for it. Don't talk about it. Just do it. And that's something he's always telling me, like, don't just stop talking about it. Just do it. Yeah. Uh, so from there I was just like, well, it's time to go back to YouTube university. Yeah. So I <laughs> went to YouTube university and I, uh, I learned how to kind of design apps and um, how to make them functional. Of course, not on like a Mark Zuckerberg level or someone crazy like that. Um, so uh, I had to reach out to a couple people to get it like functional. And, um, you know, I pitched it to Delta uh, to be able to make it functional like within their infrastructure. And um, they accepted. From there, I was just like, well, you know, I I really like this and it doesn't feel like work. So why not try to make something out of it? Um, so from there, uh, once the Delta thing ended, um, I thought of another idea with MARTA. Um, and MARTA, by the way, that's like the transit station here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I thought of an idea to uh, pretty much order like trips on your card from an app. Um, uh, and I thought of that with a buddy of mine. And then from there, when we thought of that, we found out like corporations, the way they implement new technology is that they have like an RFP or like a bidding mm -hmm. for other companies to bid on like the app or a piece of technology that they're trying to incorporate. Well, come to find out the idea we thought of for Marta, um, they already put out like a bidding for it. 
uh, for companies to do our exact idea, um, which was crazy. So we were literally working on the idea when Marta was seeking someone to execute the idea. Um, so basically we made, we made the app and um, we looked at all these, you know, these are big corporations that we found this list of. And uh, from there, we were telling them what we have done uh, before Marta even put out this bidding list. Um, and of course, some, some they didn't want to work with us because it was only me and a buddy of mine. So we're not, you know, we're not like, uh, we're not even like, at that point, we weren't even a company. It was just, you know, two guys with a great idea. And that's pretty much it. And like a um and a like proof of concept not a functional app just something to show them like this is what it would be like before it becomes you know coded and functional uh so from there we uh you know we contacted these various corporations and we were like uh though we couldn't like work with you guys on this app because a lot of them said you know they're just going to do their own thing obviously um regardless of what we have done but they said uh they'll bring us on to like consult their designs because they liked our designs for marta so much um and yeah, and pretty much when that started, I just took it from there with my friend and, you know, we just been hitting the ground running with helping these various corporations with like their app designs. That's, that's really awesome, man. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I love that idea with Delta because you're, you're so right. Like when we, when I fly there, it, it just takes forever. And sometimes I like, I, I get, I, I, I still have anxiety. So I think in my mind, my placebo is uh, a ginger ale or or like a perrier mineral water or whatever and right. it, it instantly calms me down and sometimes they, they they would be just taking their time going through everybody oh what would you like what would you like and you know people are cho uh, choosing their drinks or choosing whatever they want to eat and and i get it like you know it's not it's not them you know it's just the process that it's been so i really love that idea that you you can just choose you know something on an app and then they bring it to you right away. Like that's that's a right. game changer on flights, man. I really love that. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah, definitely. So so where uh, at this point in time with so now you just do straight up consulting or do you still develop apps? Where are uh -huh. you at on your on your uh, business? So it's just straight up like consulting as of now. But we want to come up with, uh, you know, our own app eventually, like in time. And also what's really cool about Casey Neistat and something I want to take from him eventually is how he built like an audience. And then, as you know, he launched like Beam. And the only reason why Beam acquired all those people, let's just be honest, is because Casey, Casey. had that audience. Yeah. He's like, yo, download my app. I just made an app, you know, and everyone downloaded it. Check it out. Um, so that's a formula I do in time want to take from him. Um, but uh, I definitely want to wait to develop and like, push something until I really like truly like believe in it uh, I don't think it will be a social network obviously with all the competition but maybe like a game or yeah. you know something along the lines of that yeah I love that man and regardless like you you started with app development but then you thought then this whole idea came from you know well you they bringing you on and, and you know uh, consulting them on on the apps and stuff like that so a door may have closed for, for you guys but another one opened in the fact that yeah. well yeah we'll bring you on you tell us a little bit about what does this design and because they loved your design so I, I, right. I absolutely love that and I totally get what you're saying about Casey and and Beam like when you have that reach uh, it doesn't matter like I mean 
I beam people were talking about it how it was such a failure and and all this crap but you know to me i didn't see it as a failure because a all of his audience downloaded it obviously for him like you said and then it got acquired by cnn so right. like how is that a failure i just don't i just don't see where these people are saying that was a failure and i'm like no it's not like yeah he, he built it and his whole team now got picked up by by CNN and I think you're right like when you build the audience like him and then you can launch things the power of that community uh it, it, the power of your reach is just it's it's incredible so I I really do love that so let, let's get a little bit into your YouTube channel so you said you started um you, you started with a new year's resolution this year so now we're three months into it and right. you're already getting a pretty pretty decent audience yeah yeah it's crazy because uh you know when i said that i wanted to be like more consistent um i didn't want to put like i didn't say i want to do like a video a day i was thinking more so like a video a week i wanted to start off with a video a week um because i kind of i've kind of like learned and you know in vloggers of youtube and by the way to the people that don't know that's like a facebook group where you know vloggers all correspond to each other and talk to each other about how to grow um, and we just share our content with each other um, from there I, I was just like you know um, how can I really grow this thing so I never want to do a video like if I'm not passionate about the subject or if I just don't have anything to say that's gonna like impact someone or uh, inspire someone that may come across it or just may find it interesting, you know? Um, so from there, um, what really took it off though was, you know, as you know, uh, my long distance girlfriend, Sydney, uh, that's what really took off, uh, my channel. Um, and you know, I, I was, I was really precautious cause I didn't even like, I didn't even start that video until the day I was actually going to meet her. Like I wanted everything to be in like real time. I didn't want anything to be pre-planned. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna do this in the moment, um, like a vlog should be, and just you know, see what what happens. Uh, but um, I was recording like our past like conversations through Facetime and stuff, and uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. I was just like, you know, this will be cool to show like one day, like some way somehow. Um, so from there, once I did that video, uh, we saw what it did and come to find out, I was like, wow, like I, I was talking to her, like, you know, when it was at, at like 5,000 or 6,000 views. And I was like, I never realized like long distance relationships were such a huge niche on YouTube. I never knew, you know, like it was this big. And she was like, yeah, you know, women love that. That's all they look up. That's what I <laughs> used to look up back in the day. Uh, and I had no clue. I was like, what? Like, this is the last video I thought would you know, do what it did. But again, everyone loves a good love story. So um, that's something I took away from that. And, you know, it's just to me, like YouTube, like, and also this is something I always say to like vloggers um, and just general, like, really, you can't do what you want if like nobody's there or if no one's like listening, you have to find like a niche, I, I feel like at first, and kind of try to grow that, that niche that you're hitting on. Um, and then you can do whatever you want because there has to be an audience there to do like whatever you want for people to tune in. Um, so I always tell people that, and that's something I, I figured out along this journey. Cause I look back at Casey and I'm like, all right, when did he start daily vlogging? Mm -hmm. And then uh, my friend was telling me uh, that uh, showed me uh, basically 
Casey. Like when I told him um, I came across this, the first blogger, Dosa Fuzzy, he was like, yeah, but you should also check out Casey. And I was like, Casey. Uh, and then from there, I checked him out. And of course, I was hooked. But he told me he didn't start until he was at like 500K subscribers, Dang. which is crazy. So I always tell people like, no, don't be in a rush to like daily vlog until you have someone there already in placement that's like, you know, like that's going to constantly watch everything you do. It's kind of hard to like daily vlog, like starting from zero and to just see it like blow up because like, are you really like doing something? It, but in some cases it could happen, but I'm just like, it's kind of hard because then you can't promote, you can't, you know, you can't like get it out there as much as you want because you're like, oh, I got to focus on the next video today. Um, so that's something I also tell myself, like, don't start daily vlogging until you have like a nice little audience there that's going to continue to watch your content. Yeah. And, and I mean, your audience is, is really getting up there. You're, you're almost, you're almost at a thousand. Uh, almost at a thousand. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's incredible, man. In, in, in three months time, I think my, I could tell you my first video that I watched of yours and that was, um, your drone video when you colored it gold. Oh, friggin' yeah. friggin' key. Just the what hooked me was the the way that you edited. So like very much Casey Neistat, and mm -hmm. a lot of people get slack because of that. Because oh, you're just copying Casey. You're just copying Casey and doing whatever he he's doing. But I'm I'm like, he's not. You're not really copying because you took it and you did it yourself. The you you made it your own. Like right. Casey didn't color any of his drones. So, right. I mean, yes. you took the concept of coloring something uh, and you took, you did a drone and you did sort of the same editing. So, I mean, I, I know cause there are trolls out there that just want right. to bring people down. And this is something that I spoke with uh, Justin as well. Um, cause he was getting a little bit of slack on, on YouTube. I uh, sorry on, on Facebook. Um, oh dude, you just copying Casey. But then it's like, no, he's taking, his spin on it and look at justin now like i mean he's taken off like he's doing very very well he's almost yeah. at six thousand k uh and and you know what it's 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 crazy because and and like i always tell people no idea that you see now in social media is original like it's really 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 hard to be original and i mean casey originated the the way that his he took daily vlogging. Like, for example, like, I don't know if you watch Matthew Santoro's uh, vlogs, but him is, is just he's with a camera walking by. He's not doing any of the cool transitions. He's not really doing any of the time lapses or slow mos like like Casey did. And it just it took it to another level. So if it, now everybody's doing it, so it's not like you, you're going to be like friggin going and, you know, trolling everybody. Oh, you're just copying Casey. You're, I mean, uh. you, you'd be dazed. So I, I, I really love the way that you edit. I think it's a really, really good way of editing. It, it's you, your storytelling is, is key. Like that, that's what it's all about, right? Is storytelling. You can have the, the dankest video, but if your storytelling isn't great, then it's not really a video. And I think that's what I'm focusing on now on my vlogging is really telling a story but I, I really love that and you're right like i've never seen too many love stories like that on mainstream youtube i don't think um and it, it really i really did enjoy watching your videos with with your girlfriend you. i thought they were really genuine and and she seems like a fun girl you seem like a fun guy and you just you guys you know you were having uh, a good time so i really 
I really, really love that. And so at the, at the moment with your YouTube, um, is it right now, is it just strictly fun or is it more towards business now? Or is it a little bit of both? Where are, where are you with, with your YouTube channel? I think, um, you know, I was just thinking about this today too. I think, um, also I want to get more into being able to like, uh, I don't know if you watched that vlog I did about like, this is the year to do like what you've been saying that you're going to do like years in the past, like no more excuses. This is it. Mm -hmm. I think I want to focus on more vlogs like that are more like, uh, story based videos, just like based on that, like, uh, not telling, like not allowing society to tell you what to do just because this is the status quo. And just because this is what everybody does. Um, so I want to dive more into serious things like that. Um, and of course, you know, put some humor on it, um, but still be serious, of course. Uh, so I think um, that's that's another area I definitely want to target in, um, because to me, like that is, you know, I love the long distance stuff. But all in all, I started this YouTube channel to inspire people and to be able to tell them, like, you know, if you have this entrepreneur idea or if you have something that is not traditional within the world, then chase it. Because, you know, that that's something you're gonna regret at the end of the day if you didn't pursue it. Like, you know, when you're old and you can't do it anymore. So you have to do it now and you can't really, like, to me, people put too much of a, uh, a comparison to other things. You can't compare anything to what you're doing because this is you and that was them. And you don't even know their story. You're just looking at the end result. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like. How can you even say that when you didn't see the beginning or the the faults that they fell through or the struggles that they endured um, before they got to that end result? And that's something else that's like that just drives me crazy about like vloggers too. Like I'm not I'm not getting this many subscribers or I'm not I'm just like, well, I mean, how long have you been doing it? And like, are you like really are you really doing it? Or are you just more so talking than doing, you know? Mm hmm. So, yeah. I, I really agree, man, because I mean, much like you, I, I, I actually did um, a vlog about taking out the basketball net um, at my parents' house. And I did that in the summer of last year. And then I just I didn't I stopped doing it because I'm a, I'm a very, very big procrastinator. And uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, it, for the Christmas for Christmas time, I'm like, you know, I'm going to vlog my Christmas experience. And I did it. And I'm like, OK you need to start doing it. So th that, that was my resolution for this year was just put out the content. Doesn't matter if you have subscribers, doesn't matter if you have views. I think Roman Atwood said it. And I think Casey well, might've might said it too. Just upload. Yeah, just, just keep uploading. Yeah, right. just keep uploading. And 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 eventually it'll it'll start coming. And, and I, I get it too. Like I, I understand it's like people are like, oh, you know, I don't have subscribers i don't have viewers and i'm like well you know focus those those big uh youtube channels they didn't focus on viewership they focused on just putting the content out there just continuing right. a, a set schedule and continuing to upload and upload and upload and upload and then eventually they they, they grew a following so um much like you what i say is don't worry about views. Don't worry about subscribers. It may get to you because, you know, it does get to me sometimes. But just just continue going on with it and things will happen. Like, look at me when I posted that on um, on, on the on Facebook, 
I'm like, man, I woke up this morning and I'm boom, like I hit my hundred subscriber mark. And I was just, I was blown away. And I was just like, man, this is crazy. If if you just keep doing it, they will come. So it's, it, it's an awesome feeling. And that's, that's my advice to people is just continue going with it. So let's talk about goals and with your YouTube channel. So what are your short term goals? And then we'll get into your long term goals with your YouTube channel. All right. All right. So, yeah, let's let's talk about goals and uh, for either your business and your YouTube channel. What we'll, we'll, we'll get to the long term goals. But what are your short term goals uh, for for your business and YouTube? Uh, so probably for my business, short term would probably be to this year, probably get five to ten employees, I say, for the short term um, and uh, focus on getting more of the uh software engineers that can actually code and make our things functional instead of always trying to look for uh freelancers or working with the same freelancers i want to um you know give people opportunities to be able to make something of course to support you know not only themselves but of course their family um because you know you never know what people are going through so that's that's my short-term goal for this year for uh, my app designing and consulting company um definitely uh for youtube i would say uh see i don't like to give like i want to have five thousand subscribers by the end of the year i don't really i don't like i don't like doing that uh so however many subscribers that i get that's cool but i would say in viewership uh i want to hit at least five hundred thousand views in total uh for this year um so yeah, that's some of my short-term goals. Uh, long-term uh, for YouTube, obviously, is to be able to make my living as a content creator because that's where my heart's at. <laughs> Many other people. Uh, so obviously, I want to be able to make you know these videos and movies full time. Um, and then for my business, it would probably be eventually again to make something and just get it bought out like and i know so many people would not be honest and say that but that's what it is like i love like don't get me wrong i love apps i love designing apps i love consulting companies on how to make their app better and how their customers could experience it better but all in all that's not that's not like where my everything is at like you know if if I could switch the two, like if I could just do YouTube for a living and then just app designs and like consulting just whenever I could, I would do that in a heartbeat. And I feel like everyone's everyone's vision, of course, like now, don't get me wrong. If if you have made something and you just enjoy doing it, that's cool. Then you just do that. But if you have made like an app, you want that to be like your business. You know what I mean? You want that to be the main thing that is driving in your income and that you're making a living from and you want to see that reach the highest thing possible just like when casey started being casey's a smart guy and i think all in all why he got in that space was to probably be not only to build something and for people to create on that was his biggest thing i i want to do i forgot what he said but he said there's like this hierarchy of being able to create and at the top of the like pyramid was making something that people can create on, you know, mm-hmm. like our iMacs and our uh, our computers, or uh, you know, like Premiere and all that. Those are something that we can create on. Casey wanted to do that, but I feel like in the grand scheme of things, he eventually wanted to be able to say, "I want someone else to have this, and I want 
and I want to reach a different level in my career. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was his grand scheme for Beam or just in general uh, when starting it. Um, so, but just how that would play out, of course he didn't know, but all in all, I felt like he probably at the end of the day, since I know he loves making movies and he probably did want to do something else other than daily vlogging, obviously, that's why he stopped. He wanted to reach a different level because he was bored with it, you know? Like, he had it down to a science where it's no longer fun and it's not that creative challenge like he talked about. Yeah. He wants something fresh and new that, you know, like every day that he does it, he may not know how to approach it. And that's the beauty of, like, creating. Because I felt like the more and more, like, as his daily vlogs were coming to an end, I was like, his, his quality is really, like, it's not... It's really good still, but it's not like, you know, it's not like this vlog or this vlog. It's because like, you know, he's, you know, he's just struggling with like, this is too easy. I need to be challenged. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, so sort of just to wrap the, the podcast up a little bit here. Um, the, the last couple of things that I wanted to talk to you about is what are some tips or tricks or, you know, advice that you can give those that are, you know, just on the fence or wanting to take that plunge or in the beginning stages, what are, what's three uh, advice tips that you can give those uh, those people that are listening? You want to start like a YouTube channel? Yeah, or... YouTube channel or just anything creative, entrepreneurship, whatever, just whatever they're thinking. Okay. Um, three things I would say. Don't talk about it. Just do it. Um, learn as you go. And execution is everything. I love it. That's so simple. It's so simple. And I love it because like I said, or like you said as well, you know, a lot of people talk, but they don't, they don't put in the work. They don't do it. And right. I think that's, that's a lot of what people do. And I mean, I know that you, you know, you're tired and, and you're coming, you know, you're coming home from your nine to five, like most of us, and you just don't want to do anything, but it's what you do in those few hours that you have to create something. And I think execution and just don't, don't talk about it. Just do it. I love it. I absolutely love that. So that, that's some really, really great advice. It's not, it's not friggin you know like complex it's straight up um and and what do you what do you say to those that have that fear uh to just take the plunge when it comes to like i don't know launching uh a, a, an e-commerce store or launching an app or so something what do you say to those people that are scared all the answers are like right in front of you like honestly like just with everything like I said you can't really you can't really be scared because everything that we see like the Facebook Instagram snapchat the biggest like the biggest companies and the most powerful companies it was all it was all just what you just came up with pretty much it was an idea at first and why it is what it is now is because they learned like as they went as they were creating it so you can't really have the fear until you know, you actually do it and you see if you actually have like a great product or something great that is impacting people from, you know, when they first see it. Um, so and if it's in and if it's not bringing in like that amount of people you thought it would, you just have to adjust to see what is working. Why is that working? 
how can I do something different than this that is working? So to me, it's it's just research. Like, honestly, it's just research. Like, because you can't really have that fear until you've actually like done it. Because obviously, if you came up with that idea, there's other people that have came up with that idea, probably somewhere down the line. Why haven't they came out with this idea that you're talking about? And you know what I'm saying? From there, you can kind of formulate like why, but then you have to stop asking yourself that and just do it just to see how the market, you know, reacts to it. Yeah, no, that's, that's perfectly well said. Like, just go out there and just do it. Uh, like, yeah. like Nike said, just do it. Uh, just do it. Exactly. exactly. Will, uh, that's awesome, man. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast and, and chatting about your, your business and, and, and your YouTube channel. Um, one last thing, where can people find and uh, interact with you if they wanted to? Oh, cool. So, um, yeah. So like, uh, just Mario was saying, I have a YouTube channel called youtube.com slash web of movies. Um, from there, you can find me on Instagram at Weba W E B A underscore 94. Um, and you can also find me on Twitter at, William B. Anderson 23. I'm sorry, Will B. Anderson 23. Um, and those are the two like main social medias I'll use. So, yeah. Perfect. Well said. Uh, other than that, thank you very much again for being on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. I hope uh, to have you on on a later uh, later date to give an update at, as to where you are uh, with your business and, and uh, your YouTube channel. So thank you very much, Will. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Love what you're doing, man. Love it, love it, love it. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And to everybody listening out there, thank you very much. If you take anything from today's podcast, it is just get up and do something. Stop talking like Will said and just go and do it like Nike said. I, I, we're, not, we're, not, we're, not caught, we're not putting on any infringement here, Nike, so don't come and sue us. <laughs> just just go out there and do it ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to another lts podcast my name is mario until the next podcast just keep creating